Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi, sorry, I'm just gonna set up here, turn on the light, lost on solace. Hi. How are you doing? Are you busy? For God's sake, yeah, my what? Keith, it's mental. Mental today was just insane. Just, but I'm home now and I'm off tomorrow, so I'm excited about are you, that. Are you okay to do this? Are you? Have I, have I put more pressure on you? No, no. How long do you think? What, what do you usually do your podcasts for? Well, it'll be of a thing at eight, so it'll be less than an hour. How long do you have? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's grand. You probably want to do stuff now that you're home, like chill out or... I know, we, but and I will. But this is this is great and I'm happy to do this. No problem. And um, there's nothing burning. Uh, my, my husband's finished work, so he has my daughter. And yeah, I'm all good. Great, great. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast It's essential like your breakfast It will get you up and going Learn some things you didn't know Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Give you energy like buck fast And if your head's in a pickle Or you're looking for a giggle It's the Keith Walsh Podcast Yeah Good evening and welcome to the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's the podcast where stuff gets said that other people won't say, or maybe they will say it, but I also say it, so things get said. Let's just say things get said on this podcast. Uh, how are we? It's Monday evening. It's half past ten. I am, It's currently, uh, what date is it? It's the 8th of the 2nd, so that means it's the 8th of February and the year is 2021. And I'm coming to you live from a town called Newbridge in County Kildare. Um, a beautiful town, just on the edge of the Curra. The Curra of Kildare, of course, um, made famous by the, the sheep. The famous sheep of the Curra of Kildare. Um, it's snowing a lot as we speak. Uh, I think it's snow. I, a lot of people were talking about snow and I was like, it's not going to snow. The snow is coming next week. The real cold weather's coming next week, and then it snowed and hasn't stopped. So hopefully I'm wrong. I do want to wake up to a winter wonderland and go to the aforementioned, already mentioned Curra of Kildare. To uh, we have the slopes of the Curra, you know. Basically, we've little hills that we can toboggan on. So I'm looking forward to that uh, if it happens. Um, although, is it snow? I read this from Matt Aaron today. It's it's not snow or sleet. What is it? Some keen weather watchers may have seen an interesting type of frozen precipitation falling from the sky today. Graupel, 
are soft, small pellets formed when supercooled water droplets at a temperature below zero degrees Celsius freeze into a snow crystal, a process called rimming, R-I-M-I-N-G. So it says here, I presume it's pronounced rimming, it could be pronounced rhyming. Uh, Graupel is also called snow pellets or soft hail, as uh, the Graupel particles are quite fragile and usually disintegrate when handled. Further showers, some of Graupel, are expected overnight in the cold easterly airflow. So we're getting this cold easterly airflow and we're getting this with these wintry showers coming with it. Let me just look out the window here. Hang on. Close that window's pretty crazy out there. Um, yeah, still snowing. So um, look at hopefully, as I said, we wake up to a winter wonderland. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, as always, for listening. It is episode 65. Uh, episode 64 should be up, me and my friend Mike. And I hope you're enjoying those chats. Uh, there's now two chats with Mike every week. We put one up on a Monday night and one up on a Thursday night. And when I say now, we've done it once and we're hoping to do it again this week. So that's a new tradition that we've started that we hope to keep up um, and as always on Monday night I have there's a, a chat with my friend Mike and there's a chat with one other person at least definitely one other person always and tonight it is Eamor O'Neill but you'll know this already because you'll have read the uh, description of the podcast probably um, I, I do want to say if you're new to the podcast you're very welcome uh, please subscribe because there's some really interesting chats in there with the likes of uh, Baz. You know Baz. I don't even have to say his surname. Because I, I always... I used to not get mixed up ever. And now I always get mixed up. So it's Baz Ashmawi. Baz Ashwami. Baz Ashwami. It's one of those. And I should know his name. And that's very rude of me to, to be uh, to be making light of that. Uh, Baz, I had a chat with Baz. Have I mentioned the word Baz enough? Uh, Dear and Gary's in there. Um, the Flemings, not just Tyke, his dad as well. Um, loads of cool people uh, from the world of sport, music, entertainment, film. Is there anybody from film in there? I think there might be. Um, literature, some writers in there. And uh, TV and radio, yeah, loads of cool people. Uh, so check them out, do subscribe, and I hope you enjoy it. If you do, do let me know. Uh, you can email the show, the pod, uh, it's keithwalchpod at gmail.com or keithwalch.walch at gmail.com. Either of those will do if you want to get in touch. Now, as I said, my guest is Emer O'Neill. Let's have a look at Emer O'Neill on uh, Instagram and see how she describes herself. Um, now, the only information here is uh, blogger at RT Kids Homeschool Up. Up, Homeschool Up. She's um, one of the teachers on the Homeschool Up. She, Homeschool Up, I can't say it. She teaches the physical education PE. She's a mom. She's Irish Nigerian. She's a model. She's a teacher. She's an ex Irish basketball player. And she's a singer, which we find out towards the end. I didn't really know about the singing part of it, but uh, that was very interesting. And I must have a I must have a good eye, ear, nose for a good guest because uh, we recorded this last week, Tuesday or Wednesday, and she was on the Late Late Show with Mr. Ryan Tuberty on the Friday night. I did not know that that was happening. Um, so that was great. That was cl- I don't even know if she knew she, it was happening. Uh, but uh, she was on and she was a brilliant guest. And uh, she, as I said, like she's on the school hub. 
she's uh, very active on social media she's an activist uh, black lives matter activist and um she's a she's a she's a good she's a good egg um i met emer uh, i would have i would have been following her and i would have been aware of her and i would i heard her on ryan tuberty's radio show a couple of years ago talking about a few things that happened to her when she was young growing up um which she touches on briefly and uh i was very interested it was a very interesting conversation she was very good um she was talking about racism in ireland and uh, i suppose a lot of us don't think that it really exists and you know kind of like if you're talking about racism in ireland it's not real you know because it's really bad in america and you know if you're if you think irish are racist then you know you need to get a life or you know it's just this kind of like Oh, it's not that bad we stop going on about it but it's something that we need to talk about and address and you know if we do and if it's not that bad then it should be easy to knock on the head and um, get rid of uh, but uh, she got in touch with me then before Christmas on Instagram she said can I uh, take over your Instagram account for a few days and what she does is she does this thing where she takes over people's Instagram accounts um, people that have you know a fair following and uh, she describes why in the chat, so uh, I'll leave her to describe that. And uh, yeah, she took over my account for f- four, three, four days just before Christmas, and I learned an awful lot uh, from 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 her. Um, she had a lot of good tips on, you know. Uh, first, first of all, she talked she talked about herself and told her story, and um, and then she gave a lot of tips on TV shows to watch literature books to read about racism and uh, how to you know sort of educate yourself um and uh yeah it's very interesting so i at that stage i said we'd love to get you on the podcast as well and uh now we're getting around to it it's happening uh still snowing out there by the way just in case you're interested um let me just check i'll just open the window there for a Anyway, uh, without further ado, this is episode 65, and uh, yeah, it is the Keith Watch podcast with my guest, Emer O'Neill. Enjoy. I see you're, uh, look, you have taken over Jennifer Zamparelli's Instagram at the moment. That's right, yeah. I had a chat with her last week on uh, 2FM, and um, it's funny because I had actually messaged her about it a while ago, but she hadn't seen probably like a month ago um but she hadn't seen my my message um and then she went to sit must have gone to send me a message on my instagram after we chatted and saw it and she's like if you still want to do it and i was like yeah sure cool just because you weren't busy enough (laughs) never turn down good opportunities keith come on what's the uh because you took over my instagram before christmas there what's the idea behind that so with the Instagram takeovers, uh, I got the idea from a lot of people in the States were doing it. They were like generally like um, kind of like influential people, though, that were taking over other people's Instagrams. And um, I just thought it was a really good idea because basically what it does is like I would have my own followers. I have my own friends. I have the people that kind of know me and know, I suppose, my background and um then there's like a whole load of 
millions of other people that don't and that would never ever see you know you know some of the things let's say that might be happening because they might not be friends necessarily with people of color or black people and I suppose taking over accounts is a way to have a platform to be able to reach loads of different people that you may not encounter you know usually um and um a way to kind of I suppose spread resources um and open some kind of a dialogue you know have like I've, I've got I've got so many I've made so many new friends through the takeovers and um, we've chatted about you know incidents that have happened with them in their lives to do with you know uh, where they have felt uncomfortable with certain comments and conversations and and how maybe they should deal with it or, or, or techniques or where to go and find information and resources, books and, and the like. So I've, I've just found it really, really ben beneficial for me. It's been a, a great source of like therapy and um, to be able to talk about it because it's not something I ever, I only started talking about this in the last nine months. And um, I learned from a very early age that it just wasn't really something that people um, it was hard to understand or take in if you're not, you know, um, affected by it personally. Uh, one of the, the biggest responses that I had, I suppose, to all of the takeovers that I've I've done was that people were just shocked that some of the things that happened to me in my lifetime um, as a child, and even like now like to this day that these things are going on in Ireland as far as racism and I you know and I can I can understand it because if you're not directly connected to somebody of color or a black person in mixed race you, you might not know that there are you know um kind of a lot of um microaggressive comments in their daily life or that they feel not represented it might not have ever crossed your mind that let's say there isn't any black people like that are you know counselors or ministers or you know it you just won't think about it because it doesn't affect you firsthand but through these takeovers and talking really openly about it I think it's gotten people really thinking about it and I think once you see let's say the lack of diversity in the media here in Ireland um, in like the Gardaí, in government, in positions of leadership, in education. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah, good to make people aware of it as well, to start even think about it. And that's why, yeah. I mean, I, I was interested in you taking over my account because, and it's not, I mean, look, Sometimes, and I'd imagine with you, with your, with your the people that follow you, they know who you are. So like, you know, if you talk, if you speak up about something on your own social media, you're kind of preaching to the converted almost in a way you're, you're talking, yeah, you're talking to people that already agree with you kind of exactly. Like, your friends yeah. are your friends and that's why. Yeah. Are you surprised then sometimes when you step outside uh, a certain place and uh, you know, where the, where, I mean, Denise Chyla recently, when she was nominated for a music award, she didn't want RTE to tag her 
in the nomination because she just, I think she, what she said on that day was she just didn't have the energy to deal with whatever shit was going to come her way uh, on her social media from just yeah. being announced as a, a, you know, as a, as not even, she, she hadn't even won. She was just nominated for, for the choice yeah. music prize. And she was just like, just, can you just, do you mind? I mean, it, it kind of backfired because there was people sticking, stick, giving out to RT for not including her. Um, and then she had to come out and say, I asked not to be included. So I actually you know, asked, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's, you know, we don't, I don't see that. I don't, I'm not aware of that. Uh, I, I was shocked. I wasn't shocked because I saw, um, I saw recently she performed on the Cliffs Moor, I think, or something. There was some performance that I enjoyed and I watched and, you know, me, for me personally, I just watch and go, yeah, that's good. Yeah, move on, whatever. Not really thinking about it. And then yeah, you can see people like, I, I don't know. I don't know what the, f- I can't get my head around where the anger is coming from, what the fear is. I've had people, uh, kind of trolls, I suppose you'd call them on, on social media, having to go at me because of things I've said about, yeah. People who have come to from, to live in here live here from other countries and and uh, yeah. basically say, you know talking about our culture and our culture is going to be diluted and and I know. weird shit. Uh, it, it, it's scary to hear it and I know like we I I hear a lot you know but don't worry Emer that you know that's the minority um we're not all like that but funny enough I don't know if it's that the minority are extremely vocal or that they're not as minor as we think they are because like they create a lot of waves nonetheless, you know? And, and like hearing things like that is just, oh, you're like that our, our culture is being watered down and you know, they're, they're taking our jobs and go back to your own country. You know, it's just, it's so hard as an Irish woman to hear that, you know, like, I know when people look at me, they don't think I'm Irish because I don't look Irish. But like I was born and raised here in Ireland and this is the only culture that I know. Um, you know, my mom's from Wexford. She's a country woman, grew up on the farm, drove tractors, came to Dublin and started nursing, you know. And like, unfortunately, I didn't have any influence from my dad because um, it just it didn't work out between my mom and and him and he didn't live with me so I had no Nigerian influence in in my in my culture like so like you know we, we joke about it but like you know the thing like did you turn the immersion off it's like oh, oh my god I forgot to turn the immersion off leg it upstairs <laughs> like I get that because <laughs> that like I grew up with that just like any old thing that you think of like that you know like I suppose that's how I'm doing little quotation marks here. That's how Irish I am, you know. Um, I grew up in the same, you know, estates, doing the same things, eating the same food, going to the same school, playing Gaelic, you know, doing Irish dancing, like all of it. But to hear things like, oh, go back to your own country and if, if you don't like it here, you know, you know where to go. It's like, actually, I don't. Where should I go? Because this is my country. So I'm actually confused by that statement because I'm like, there's nowhere else for me to go. This is my home. Just it's it's it 
I don't know. I find it baffling the fear, you know, the, the the worry and the fear, and also like they are very noisy and they do get their, you know, they do get to. They are very vocal and they do vocalize. Mm-hmm. It. And the problem for me, and you probably get it a lot. And I, I have an issue with sometimes I'll stand up for somebody. Yeah. Um, if if somebody is being blatantly racist on yeah. social media, and I'll jump in and I'll go, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, recently I just, you know, whatever, just, you know, I, I don't even know what the argument was, but I ended up getting annoyed and I was like, just go fuck yourself or whatever, you know, mm. but what what you then get is people saying, oh, it's not worth it. Uh, don't engage. They're only trolls, you know, and I, and I really don't appreciate that either. I'm like, well, I don't think that's yeah. the, the, I don't yeah. think that's the answer either to just let people say no. what they want, you know? No, absolutely not. And the sad thing is, some are trolls as in like, like what you, what you call them, bots, you know, yeah. they're not, you know, the person who's made multiple accounts, but like a lot of them aren't. And that's the scary thing. Like after I spoke on uh, the Ryan Tuberty show, I don't know what, it was before Christmas anyway. And, um, you know, I, basically the story that I put on your um, Instagram, I put it in a nutshell on his show. And um, afterwards, they they put it up on Facebook, you know, the interview. And you want to see the comments underneath. Like, they were horrific. And I think to myself now, like, why did you even look at them? Like, what were you expecting? But, like, I actually screenshot them and I put them on my Instagram because I felt like, I was like, people need to see this. And it's like, I would get those, I got those responses too. Like, you may ignore them. Like, why are you even giving them the time of day? And I'm like, it's not. And believe me, I haven't let them, you know, permeate my soul or anything. But I just think it's important because so many people come to me and say there's no racism in Ireland all the time. So I just want to be like, here you go. If you think that, you know, and then they say, sure, they're like, they're just trolls. Like, and they're probably not even real people. And I'm like, dude, go and click on their profile picture. Because it's like a man with his two kids in his picture. And I've gone in, I see his friend group, I see his wife you know um they're real people i hate to and they're not hiding anymore you know so it's like you know, it's like you're allowed to get upset but not too upset don't get too upset don't make it's almost like there's a line where look we know that look we know there's racism we just you know yeah. please stop going on about it you're kind of ruining my day a little bit you know like uh, uh, there's almost that like we get Irish people get up I think it's Irish people get very uptight if other people are getting upset about something and it's like it's it's not it's unseemly when we talk about the British stiff upper lip like in Ireland it's just like oh my god we just cringe at things when people you know we should allow you should be allowed to say that these terrible things are being said about me you should Mm. be allowed to say and also what what you just said as well we often say I know I'm speaking for you look they're not getting to me it's fine but I just wanted to show you you should be allowed to say yes. It really does get to me, and this yeah. is horrible. And look, here it is yeah. in place. You need to deal with it now because this is your this is your country. Mm-hmm. You live in here, and we need to know the full facts. We need to know everything. We need it out on the table. We need to know what our neighbors are saying, and we need to deal with that properly. Yeah, we need so to many, call them out. Like so many things in Ireland, we just want to sweep it under the carpet, hope it yeah. goes away. And maybe the races have stopped being that racist in a while. Yeah. Wait. Like, because that's the thing, like everyone's like, well, at least it's not as bad as America, you know, all this kind of stuff. But you, like, it's like, but do you want it to be? Because like, if we don't make some changes, it could easily be, mm. y- you know, you look at it from that side too. And um, 
and I always, I, I always think to myself too, you know, for someone that says like, cause I, I'm doing a takeover at the moment and I did, I did see a message came in there that was like, oh, here we go. This one, you know, Emer O'Neill with the BLM, if I have to listen to her again, you know, and I think to myself, God, how tough it must be for you to have to listen to stories about somebody going through racism like oh I honestly my heart is breaking for you here are you okay like you know I'm like imagine having to go through it like you're you're pissed off because you have to listen to it what about the people that are going through it every day like it doesn't stop so you've had to listen to Black Lives Matter for the last nine months I'm 35 years old and I've been dealing with it on a daily so I could kind of care less whether or not you've had enough of it after nine months or hearing about it every couple of days or months you know it's uh, I don't know when you put it in perspective like that like you sit back and you're like yeah maybe I shouldn't complain that people keep talking about racism because like yeah I suppose they've like been dealing with it for like 400 years so like mm, just uh, maybe it's like all like those activists you know whoever you choose you know Martin Luther King I'm sure there was somebody standing on the corner when he was just about to set up and, and, and give a talk on here's this yeah. here's just this be like boring will you stop <laughs> banging on about it we get there exactly. we get there eventually but like he could have easily been like you know what they're right I need to just be stop like nobody cares I'm not going to make a difference you know but like he didn't and I think in general in life like if if people were to listen to, to advice from other people as far as like, oh, like don't give them the time of day, don't fight against that. Like it's not worth it. If we were to have done that, like in all of the past histories, like what kind of a world would we be living in now? We definitely wouldn't have gained same sex marriage. We wouldn't have, you know, abortion. We wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like if those people, if people didn't fight for what they know is right, we'd be still in the stone age. Like I'd be at home in an apron cooking for my husband and um, making sure my hair was prim and proper and that the kids are well behaved as soon as daddy comes in the door. And, you know, like, actually, do you know what? I wouldn't be with my husband because I'm be a mixed. You wouldn't be I wouldn't even be allowed Sorry. to be with my What am I talking about? <laughs> I wouldn't have a husband. You know, I might be their, their cleaner, him and his you, beautiful white wife's cleaner or something. I don't know. You might be but, in you, a you know, dress, maybe. Like, yeah it's just I, I just think like I know I'm making jest of it now and it's not it's not a joking matter but like at the end of the day if people didn't fight for change all of these years we would still be living in in just kind of a backwards world in my opinion you know so that's what keeps me going even if people are shutting me down and putting me down and saying oh here she goes again I'm just like sorry I mean, you don't have to listen, but I need to do this. I'm doing it for my kids. I'm doing it for all the kids in Ireland, actually. You know, that I'm doing it for our country. I'm, I'm doing it for so that I have grandkids and great grandkids that like say to me, Granny, what was it like, you know, to experience racism? Because like, obviously, like, we don't anymore. But like, I, I've read about it in the history book as a school and stuff like, you know, was it bad? I, I want to have that conversation I, I hope I can be alive for that conversation you know what I mean and I mean I suppose the, th the thing that I don't think people understand is this you need to keep talking about it you need to keep having mm. this conversation we need to keep mm. be very very aware of what's going on and we need to change things like 
by talking about it, we encourage others to stand up and speak out and and become uh, not just members of society, which is, you know, obviously they're right, but uh, outspoken members of society and members of society that go for things that they might have in the past not thought that they, they shouldn't, you know, they, they should be exactly. running for election. You know, we, we, we're now... At this point, I lost Emer O'Neill. I don't know what happened. Something, something happened. Something weird. And she went away somewhere. But we got her back. Thankfully, we got her back. And it uh, looks like the man was trying to shut her down. Or her phone could have died. Either one of those things. Yeah, I can hear you. Great. God, technology, come on, man. For God's <laughs> sake, it's ridiculous. Oh, they're trying to shut you. Pain in my life. Emer, they're trying to shut you down. The, tr- the people are trying to shut me down. The man. The man. <laughs> the man is trying to shut you down. <laughs> oh. I, don't, I don't even know where we were. Um, how is uh, How are you enjoying the uh, exercise with Emer on School Hub? Yeah, oh, I'm loving it. It's most definitely the coolest thing I've ever done well like other than having kids but yeah oh man it's like a dream come true to be honest when I was a kid I I always wanted to be on a kid's tv show and even as I became like you know a teenager and an adult it still has been one of those bucket list dreams for me and because I just love being goofy I love having fun and I love kids hence why I'm a teacher uh, but uh, I just like never in my wildest dreams, but I've imagined this opportunity would would come about. Uh, I'm just I feel so lucky, and it's just so amazing to see. Like I'm, I'm getting to watch, you know, m- mums and dads will will post videos of their kids doing the exercises, and they'll tag me in it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my heart! Like, come on, the little kids are trying to do the the squats and the like, whatever it is I'm doing, and I'm just like, I love it. It just, it's brilliant. There's, it's hard. There's no words. It's so cool. I and had... getting like personal letters written to me by kids and stuff. <laughs> like, what? Okay. <laughs> cool. 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 You're the red arsy to them. You know what I mean? You're the, you're the, you're the this one. This is what I'm saying. Like, mm. I remember Ray Darcy. I remember Zig and Zag. And I actually was on the den when I was younger playing basketball. They they brought myself in and one of the African-American basketball players that was over. And the two of us went on. And I remember Ray Darcy being there. And I remember um, Dustin and him being like, all oh, you know, the way he is. Hey, look at you. How are you? Do you number? You know. <laughs> Sassy. But like. Yeah, but like total dream come true. Like I'm sitting there, like, oh, this is the den, <gasps> you know. Uh, like, and then I'm getting interviewed by Ray Darcy the other day on the radio. You know, talking about my time on a kids show. Like, if you asked me this, like this time last year, I'd have laughed at you. If you'd have said to me, Emer, in a year's time, you'll be on a kids show doing, and you'll have your, your own pro- program called Exercise with Emer. I'd have been like, yeah, definitely. 100 percent mm-hmm. you know it is it is testament though to rte and uh, i had um Muntor ray on as well um one of your co your one of your teaching colleagues that's it and, yeah, uh, yeah he was he was talking he was talking about um he got really into we were talking about the den as well 
and yeah. he was talking about Zig and Zag and the guys that uh, um, that are that mind Zig and Zag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That uh, you know they're big into their hip hop and they're big into their uh, sort of left to field music, you know. And they really brought that to the den. That you know because because Zig and Zag brought yeah. out albums and they you know they had their yeah. songs and all this kind of stuff. And I remember them. People really kind of uh, young, like we grew up with Zig and Zag singing Raga. Um, and just now RT have Exercise Reamer, which is with you. So young people are getting, you know, it's it's interesting the influence that this kind of thing can have on the generation. So, I mean, yeah, totally. There is there is sort of uh, there's some, you know, there's there's hope for the future, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, so one of the girls I work with on the show, she's the set designer. Her name's Eben. And um, she said so she's the mixed. She's Irish Nigerian, the same mix that I am. And she just said to me, oh, yeah, I was, you know, my mom was chatting away to me because she had seen you on the show. And um, she was saying, oh, Eben, can you imagine if you were you had been a kid and like you had been on like, let's say, the dinner or something like that when you were growing up, wouldn't you have absolutely loved that? And Eben's like it's like she's not even talking about me like she doesn't even know me anymore she's like yeah oh my god I would have totally looked up to her like I'd have been like oh cool and then you know then the realization oh no wait, that's just Emer who yeah well yeah she's grand like you know but I was like I hear that like because like we didn't see anyone that looked like us on any of our kids shows or on tv actually at all and you'd be surprised the the impact that that has on you you know um I suppose like when you're not seeing yourself represented you start to wish that you looked like people that you do see represented all the time and like unfortunately that's not possible you know and it took a long time for me to realize that it's not possible for me to have white skin and it's not possible for me to not have afro hair like as much as I tried because believe you me I did now not with the skin I never I never did do anything with my skin because I, I know there are a lot of ways to chemically try and bleach your skin so that it's whiter and it's a very common thing out there it's not anything I've ever done or thought of but I did chemically you know straighten my hair over and over and over again from the age of probably 10 absolutely wrecked my hair wrecked my scalp I'd have blisters and sores like you, you literally like this stuff is so toxic but it would make your hair a tiny bit straight so it wasn't like as big as an afro you, it was a little bit more normal as I would say you know back then and um, but now I wouldn't I call it crack cream I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot barge pole because my curls are beautiful and I, I love my afro hair and I'm thankful that I have it and I would never put that nasty stuff on my body again. And I, is there a certain amount of, uh, like for you personally, being asked to present, a, you know, an exercise show for kids on the national airwaves, is that sort of a personal, I'm not, I'm not going to say vindication, just uh does it bring you comfort? Like, do you, you know, do you, a certain amount of acceptance that as a child, you maybe you thought, well, I'm never going to mm. fit in here really uh, mm. properly. It's always going to be yeah. different for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like it definitely is doing a lot for, for little Emer. And, um, but it's doing a lot for big Emer too. Like where, uh, you know, for me, 
like I have received messages from parents with mixed race children and um they have commented on the fact that you know their son or daughter is just so happy when I come on the TV and like that they'll make comments like oh she has hair like me mom or whatever it may be and like hearing that like relates to me it makes me so happy because it's I just think it is so important I think it's important for all of the children in Ireland that we're inclusive of everyone like there there needs to be people of all abilities all genders all sexual orientation all races ethnicities like we just need to do a better job in general that like true Ireland is being represented at the end of the day and like that's it and if I can help even do it in some tiny way then like for me it's like it's some it's it's a huge achievement for me that I've I've just so like honored to be able to do to be honest it means so much to me and and it means so much to me for my kids and my son to see me on tv and that they see that they too can do whatever they want if that's what they want to do you might see it often but my mom was able to do it so I know I could too you know because like you, you hear this like um if you can see it you can be it slogan that 2020 sport you know, women in sport are using you know and it's so hard because like for me that 2020 if you can see it you can be it. I, that slogan is just a very hard pill for me to swallow because if it was me I wouldn't be a teacher if I was living my life by if I see it then I can be it because I had never I had never seen a teacher of color uh, in my life until you know this time around at home since I've come back from America and um, I've still yet to meet um, a secondary school teacher that's black um, but I have been introduced to and I'm now part of a teaching group with um, a really diverse um, teaching background of, of primary school level but still in the secondary school level it's 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 yet to be seen um, I also like you know had aspirations to become like an assistant principal a deputy principal a principal but again I have never seen a, a, a person of color like a mixed race or black person that holds a position like that you know but yes I have managed to become an assistant principal at my school not because I had to see it to be it I because I couldn't do that I just had to make that path for myself you know um and it is a nice thing to be able to say like look look at your and so and so look what she did it is that's a great way to motivate kids you know but for a lot of mixed race and um black children in ireland they like parents can't use that as a, a tool of motivation because if anything it would just really highlight the fact that those positions are not filled with people that look like you unfortunately you're a pioneer um the where did you where did you get that drive from? I, pres I, I presume from your mother. I mean, or, or, or was it, is it just something yeah. that you, you, you cultured yourself over time? No, I, I would definitely Cultiva say. Cultivated, I should say, rather than cultivated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I speak good English, man. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I would definitely say my mom, like I grew up in a single parent family. Uh, it was just me and her. Um, and like we had a tough, uh we we weren't wealthy we 
we just got by and you know in a single parent family uh, you share a lot with your mom and probably things that like maybe I was a little bit young to even know like could have been like financial worries or whatever but like we were a team um so in a sense I suppose I grew up a little bit quicker but I think it was a positive um I always knew that like if I didn't make something of myself then well that was just it there's no there's nothing to fall back on you know my mum has worked her ass off her whole life I need to work my ass off so that I can give her a nice life for when she's older and that she won't be worried about taking care of me at all like once I'm 18 I'm, I'm gone and I will start my career and I will make her proud and you know and um, that's always been really really important to me um, and I, I think a lot of my drive comes from watching her because she persevered through a lot. She's a very strong woman. She was a single parent to two kids, um, you know, and managed to own two of her own homes and, you know, and came from nothing, started with nothing. Um, and I just, I suppose too, sport has, has been a huge factor in my life and it gives you that determination. Like when I first started playing basketball, I was 12 and I was, absolutely horrendous <laughs> like embarrassingly horrendous uh but I just kept at it and I liked it and I did I enjoyed it and I kept at it and I remember getting an invite for an Irish trial and I remember going in was in the National Arena and the other girls were just man they were shit hot like they were so cool I remember this girl from Cork and she's like hi yeah how are you like watch this here three-pointer boom and I'm like oh jaw ground and I'm just like I don't think I should be here uh, but after that training session not that it went well or anything um, but the coaches came back to me and said yeah we like you uh, would you like to come to our next session where we're going to be you know in Dingle and I'm like uh, okay really like you sure uh, like you know this is one of these moments where someone comes out with a camera and says ha ha no just kidding but yeah so that's where my career started with basketball and what it showed me was that because I ended up being one of the best on my Irish team over the course of the years and one of the few on my team, let's say, that got a scholarship and went to America and all this. And I started from the bottom, bottom, bottom of the barrel. But I learned from that because I worked my ass off. Like, I will say that it's not like it was a miracle. Like, just suddenly I was just fabulous at basketball. Like, I worked so hard, like, every day at, at big lunch during secondary school. At big lunch, I'd go out there on my own. Or one of the girls might come out and rebound for me. I'd be shooting. I'd be working on my ball handling skills, drills. I, I ran nearly every single day after school, after training. You know, I, I trained after school every day. Did I, We had like a, a training regime, you know, for the Irish team that we'd have to fill out and do. I did it like it was my religion, you know. Um, so, but what it taught me was that hard work and dedication equals good things. It equals success. And I think like if in general in my life I have ever put my mind to something and given it the same determination I did to try and make an Irish team or to become a successful basketball player, even with other people saying, you'll never do it, you'll never go to America, you're not good enough to play for Ireland, da 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 da, da. in the face of, of that, still persevering and fighting and working, you know, and I think if you can use that mentality throughout your life, it can be quite beneficial, you know. Yeah, it's like uh, it's, you learned, obviously, from, from your mother and then from yourself, obviously, that 
I can get this. I can get better. This situation can get better. Things can get better. And sometimes maybe through sport, there's probably been situations where you had to drag everybody else along with you. And almost you seem like somebody who uh, has a huge capacity to maybe believe for everybody else as well a little bit, you know. We we need people like that, you know. So not only <laughs> it's hard enough believing for yourself, but you're you know you're almost like it's okay. We got this. We I, we can follow, <laughs> follow me, uh, <laughs> follow my lead. Do you ever feel the pressure, or do you, is it just? I mean, uh, like, I mean, I was a total messer in school. Now don't get me wrong. You're making me sound holier than thou. Uh, you shouldn't have followed me all the time. <laughs> you know, follow follow with caution. Well, you learn, um, <laughs> you learn more from making mistakes, really, don't you? So. That's it. Oh, yes, 100%. That's, I think that's what makes a person. And, like, it's it's those tough times, I think, that really crown you. Um, and through the toughest of times, the only thing that should keep you going is knowing that when you come out the other end of this, you will be stronger than ever and anew, you know, and you will have been able to have made it through whatever that tough time or period was you know like life throws so much at you I think and like and I have my down days I believe you me 100% um but I you know I just I try I try my best to think of the positives and you know I did actually when I was pregnant I did a stress relief and um mindfulness course because I, I was pregnant at the time and I was my mind was kind of everywhere because it was during COVID and I just didn't know what to expect like oh like, will my husband be able to come into the room with me? Am I giving birth on my own? Like, what? Like, will my baby be, you know, in a position of, you know, should I be worried? Like, you know, oh, there was just so much. And I think I was getting really anxious. I was suffering from anxiety. And I said, I need to do this. I need to do something for myself. I need to be able to just, you know, bring myself back down to the ground and just focus on the positive things. And one of the things that I started from that was a gratitude journal. And it's so funny because like I'm thinking to myself I was, I was 34 34 years old and I only really started investigating what gratitude was and how selfish like how how do I not know this word so well already because I've been blessed in so many ways like how is gratitude not the first word off my tongue um but I found it so so beneficial to instead of thinking of, of all the things I had to do, all the things that were stressing me and worrying me, and instead shift my focus to the positives. Like, okay, just like keep it simple. For instance, I have a roof over my head. Boom, write that down. And like, as silly as that might sound, that is powerful. Like I have a roof over my head. I am one lucky duck, let's be honest. You know, I have my family. I'm surrounded by my family like boom that's that's all that's all in one day I'm still on on one day here you know and I think doing that just like it helped me to try and just get more positive and focus on the positive things because I think if we we can so easily focus on on the negatives and it can really just get compulsive with it and that's why you wake up every morning like oh drab you know what's what's today gonna bring as opposed to getting up and being like dude I woke up today all right, <laughs> that's a good start to the day. <laughs> you know what I mean. Woke up in a bed. Woke up with a yeah. Woke up dry. Woke up with with clothes to put on. All that kind of stuff. Yes, Correct. totally. I mean, 
I mean, look, I, I, you, you, you would be forgiven for not, you know, for finding gratitude a little bit later than everybody else because of, you know, you might have had to, you might have had reason to be angry, uh, a, a bit more angry than the rest of us. But you know, that's anger can be fuel as well. Anger is an energy, mm. as uh, Public Image Limited once said. The, the thing about this chat is, it would be great to be talking to just, you know, talking to Emer about Emer and. Uh, and we are a bit as well, and we can't talk. Uh, not I can't talk to you and not talk about your experience growing up uh, mixed race in Ireland, and that's just a fact. But mm. it, you know, I was thinking, you know, you, you, we it, it will be great, and, and when we do get to the point where you know we just have a chat about, mm. you know, your basketball career and you know yeah. your teaching and your your television Being a work. Human. And all that kind of stuff, just just yeah. just chatting about stuff. What kind of uh, what kind of music are you, are you listen to? Are you, are you big into music? I love music. Um, I sing. I I really love 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 to sing. Do you? Do you sing? Um, I do publicly. I do. Um, I really struggle with my nerves. It's been like the death of me over the years for something that I love so much I just don't know what it is I just get so nervous um but I've been working on it you know I did a, a jazz I took a jazz course uh, last year and with that we had I took two of them actually in a row because I was like right keep going we're on a good course here keep going the first one we the, the end result let's say of the course was we had to do a gig in um in a in a pub and we were singing three songs so that was like, so we worked for months on that, you know, just as, it was really, the main thing about it was just finding that confidence in your ability to just stand up on stage and just belt it. I just singing, you're just so vulnerable and so naked when you sing. Ah, it's like a window into the soul. And I, I wish I didn't think of it so deeply um, because maybe I might be able to sing in front of people a lot easier. But anyway, I did do it and I sang my three songs. And I'd started the next course soon after. And this time we had to do six songs, which, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of songs. That's a you gig. Know, um, that's a gig. Yeah, you're getting close to it. You're, you've got a set there anyway. Um, and I did, I managed to do that too. And I was really proud of myself, you know, uh, and it definitely, it definitely helped with my confidence. Like I sang at my wedding, um, which was a big deal too. Cause you know, like everybody I knew was there. We had 200 and something people at the wedding. That was you can do this you know that was a big big one um and I sang on after school hub um quite a bit I've done I've done some jazz I, I sang a jazz song I I, I sang a, a Ray Charles song and, and just to give an idea of what jazz style is like and then I I sang like um a Christmas song in a jazzy style so something that um, something they did a song they didn't know but then I tried to show the kids what jazzy style is with a, a song that they would know um I sang a ballad I sang a couple of ballads um what else do I sing and you know and, and I played the bear on at one stage um and like I I loved it but it took so much inside me to do that you know um but I was really proud of myself you know, and and I listening back, okay, it sounds okay, doesn't sound great, but I did it, I did it. So, you know, I'm happy for that. But uh, I love jazz music. That's that would be probably my favorite genre to sing. Um, 
and Kings of Leon would be my favorite band. They're like my therapeutic band if I'm if I'm feeling down or if I'm feeling like way up, like two up, like I'm super angry. I play it and it just kind of brings me back down. I do my breathing. I don't know what it is about Kings of Leon. I just love their music. I just um I always have. I've seen them in concerts like loads of times. I've seen them in um in America when I lived there like three times and I've I've seen them when since I've been home. We actually flew over to Newcastle to see them. I, I'm a big fan. I love wow. them. Yeah, I know, yeah. Um the, and the earlier like, I, the earlier albums more than so than the or all of the stuff. Yeah, like I would probably say yes, the earlier albums, but I still like their new stuff. Like Walls was nice. Um and I think they're coming out with something new as well. Actually, my friend in the States, because she knows I'm, she's mad about them too. She'll always be like, oh my God, her new album, boom. She'll send me like a link. And obviously, because she's in America, she's hearing it first. Um, yeah, I've adapted to their new stuff. I like it all. But yeah, I do think probably my favorite would be the old the old stuff. Like when I was in labor, that's what I, I played Kings of Leon on my speaker uh, mm. to try and get me chilled. So I put on a live uh, concert, one of their live concerts. And was like, ah, yeah, Woo, here we go. We can do this. Okay, come on, King Leon, we're doing this together. <laughs> if only they knew. <laughs> you need to write to them and tell them. I should. You need I? to send them the birthing the birthing video and say you. Uh, this is with uh, me on this, guys. <laughs> I know. I'm mean, like, maybe this will you. You'll create a song based on Emer's. Yeah, of her daughter. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> and you <laughs> so, could use my video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Kings of Leon and Jazz—that's your that they're your jams. Yeah. What about uh, you? Oh me, I don't know. Uh, I it's funny actually when you're saying about singing. I I like I I would love to sing. Like I like singing, but I get too I get too. Sp- emotional I'm too emotional about it like I get I get very sort of like uh, like I sing with my my throat tightens up and I'm like like I can't relax and sing you know and is that nerves or is that it's emotion it's I think it's a I think it's a constriction you know it's something in my child from my childhood or something about singing or or, 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 like I went to college I studied uh I studied acting theater you know for two years in college and um, one one of the modules was a musical and I played the lead you know um wow I got to a certain point of singing uh I mean I probably did a very bad job of playing the lead in that musical but I've always been interested and, and uh, I've always sang and I, I play I used to play the guitar which is something that I haven't done in ages and I keep mm. meaning to get back to it and it's the type of thing mm. that if you don't do every day you become bad yeah. at it and it's annoying yeah. so. correct so that's that's kind of uh, my my. But it was interesting you saying about. I I do remember in college we had to, to learn some jazz songs and we had to perform them in a in, in a on a. There was a, a not a, a weird but there was a Sunday morning jazz session every in Temple Bar in this bar, and we had to go along and sing with the jazz band with the you know with the with the house. That's band. cool. And that's cool. Um, that's an experience. I've done that. So they they have something similar like that out in Greystones, and I would go out uh, every Sunday, you know, whenever I whenever I could make it out, and like that, you'd have a full band behind you, you know, like I'm talking about sax, drums, bass, keys, like, and this whole thing, like, you know, because well, I didn't really know what I was doing, but this idea of you know where they kind of showcase the instrument. So like I might sing like the first verse of the song or whatever, and then like then it's like just kosher to 
uh, allow the sax to have his solo and you know he'll just be rocking out and you just kind of stand there like yeah rock on cool cool just stand there and then when he's done we might go over here to the keys and he'll get down on the keys like, bam, 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 and you'll just still be standing there like yeah all right groove groove <laughs> and then it'll you'll you'll hear like a pause in the music and you're like me my bike me again yeah okay cool back in <laughs> yeah it, it was a it was a very uh interesting uh, experience actually the jazz scene i really really like it i love i like the i like the aura you know around jazz and the people it's real kind of can you sing can you can you sing? can you play this you know you want to you want to you want to join in you you yeah. oh everyone come on we'll all, we'll all have a go Everybody's you know, just joining for everybody. a job. I, I love that. Like, yeah. so nice. Proper jam session, like real relaxed and sounds great. And then everyone's just so super talented as well. You're just like, wait, what? Hold on. Like, how much do I owe for this gig? And it's like, I don't know. We're just having the last like. But even okay. com- coming back to culture and stuff, I saw, yeah. I don't know if you saw that video that was doing the rounds on Twitter of the, the Chinese guy who who moved over here to learn uh, Irish music. Irish, yeah, oh, and, I did and, see. That. And he was playing a traditional Chinese wind instrument, but he was playing uh, I don't know what he was An playing, Irish tune. A, a jig or a reel or something, and it was just like yeah, kind of like for anybody that's worried about the Irish culture being watered yeah. down by somebody, you're kind of going, look at this. I know, like, this exactly. Is, this is I the know. exact opposite to that. You know, this is what I we know. need to serve. This, I know. This is how, um, and if, the, you, if you hold on to your culture too tightly, it will it will disappear. You need to let it correct, free, let us mingle, exactly. and, and that's how we exactly. got to where we are. You know? And hold people up for wanting to share in your culture. You know, like I like my son goes to the girls' school now. I didn't, but I I loved. I have always loved all things Irish. Like my mom was a bit of a hippie, so we'd always go to like festivals and stuff and we'd sleep in we had like a a, a van kind of like postman pass and we'd sleep in the back of that or in a tent or whatever and go down to Milltown Malby and just like I'd be sitting in on sessions in the pub and like I had a I had a great time that's where I, I found a love for music and I started playing the Baron because of that uh, and I would sit in on sessions with men, grown men that have been playing their whole life like me, about six, seven, and I'd be just baiting away there, you know, just trying to get a tune, uh, you know, loving it. And I, and I, I, I fell in love with the Baron because of that. And I fell in love with our Irish culture. And like, when I say that, I'm saying it as an Irish person, because I have loads of friends who are Irish and white Irish who do not love our culture and no. like could care less about the Irish language or our Irish instruments or feckin' ballads or shanno singing, yo what? Don't even know what that is. You know, whereas I'm really passionate about that. And it's not because I'm mixed race. It's because I'm Irish and I love our culture. <laughs> and it's how I grew up, you know? You'll often find that some people only use it as a as a tool against people they want just just because it's a tool right? and that they don't actually love the culture at all. They just they just think mm. it's it's a handy way to beat someone up with uh, mm. Listen, Emer, I know you're busy and you've got a, a young your young son in the house and you've things to do and you've you've it's great to see you on the telly and great to see you great to see you being so busy and keep up the good oh, work and keep you. being being a great pioneer and keep doing what you're doing and enjoy your day off tomorrow. More I sure will. Keith, I appreciate you so much. You know, um 
allowing me to have your platform was was fabulous. It's so important, I think. And I thank you for being vocally anti-racist and not being afraid to use your influential status, you know, in a positive way and keep having those uncomfortable conversations. And if it means, you know, that you have to, you know, use some choice words, so be it. You know, you, you stand for what you believe and I, and I and I appreciate that. And and I think like as a country, if it happens to one of us, it happens to us all. You know, um, I've got your back. You've got mine. Um, and I and I, I really do appreciate that. I appreciate, you know, this time as well on the podcast, you know, to, to really be able to sit down and, you know, hash things out and have a really serious and really, you know, positive uh, conversation. Well, look, just so you know, we've got your back and you've got support out there. That's 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 it's so important much. that you know that. Thanks, Emer. Cheers. Thanks so much. Take go care. Ha- go and have your tea. I shall. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. On, See on, bye, bye. There you go. That was Emer O'Neill. Uh, thank you very much, Emer, for coming on and chatting to me. I really enjoyed uh, talking to her and, uh, yeah, would love to get her on again. Um, but she's very busy now. Too famous. Too famous for the podcast. I got her just just before she did the Late Late Show and uh, so I was lucky don't know what it is about saying the Late Late Show but I always almost always nearly said the Late Late Toy Show and now I'm thinking did I say Late Late Toy Show in the intro I'm sure I didn't but just in case I did it's just something in my head I can't say the Late Late Show without almost saying the Late Late Toy Show uh, for anybody asking yes it's still snowing I'm not going to open the window because that was a very annoying noise i only noticed when i listened back um anyway you can follow emer o'neill she's on instagram um she is uh easy enough to find on instagram because her name is emer o'neill let me just see exactly what her instagram handle is just fyi for your information uh emer o'neill 14 i wonder is 14 the number she would you, would you wear number 14 playing basketball? No. Maybe. I want to talk to her more about the basketball thing, but uh, but um, only because I used to play basketball as a young lad. I was small and skinny, so I was the ball handler. Was that, was that the correct? There's probably a, there's probably a, an Ameri- a proper term for it, like point guard or something. So point guard doesn't seem like, maybe it is. Ball handler, ball carrier. That's what we used to call them. That's what I did. I'd bring the ball up the pitch and then pass it. Very important job. Yeah, thank you very much. It was. I appreciate it. Appreciate your encouragement. Anyway, listen. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. I won't keep you long because uh, um, I want to go to bed so I can get up early and enjoy the winter wonderland. Um, if you're a new listener, please subscribe to the podcast. If you're not a new listener and you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. It'll mean that the podcast will drop into your uh, podcast place automatically. You won't even have to go looking for it. Um, I want to say thanks to John Connolly, who helps me with the podcast and um, certainly helped me this week a lot because um, I think it's starting, could have started yesterday or today um, Acast because we're, this is part of the Acast network um, have us up as a featured podcast uh, appearing at the start of other podcasts so that's quite exciting and John helped me with the with the um, 
with the trailer. So they put out an ad for the podcast and uh, John helped me put that together. As in, he put it together and I just kind of like gave him a few ideas. Uh, so thank you very much, John. really appreciate it. And uh, he's a good guy. If you need any help with your podcast, editing, sound, whatever, give me a shout. I'll pass John on to you. He's, he's one of the best. If you're thinking of starting a podcast, he's a good guy. He costs top dollar, but he's worth it. Um, uh, so thank you very much, John. And uh, thanks to the team, to Barry on vocals, to Margaret on... What do you do, Margaret? Margaret is uh, my bot, apparently she's the producer. Sorry, Margaret, I didn't know. Um, to uh, John Martin, the executive producer, and William Defoe, the um, other executive producer. Uh, great bunch we have. And of course, Bebop and Rocksteady on drums and keys. Um, there's a little link in the description of the podcast. It's a contributor's link if you want to I call it contributors link. I don't know why. Maybe it is. If you want to contribute money, cash to the podcast, you can click on that button and uh, send us a few quid if you if you wouldn't mind uh, something manageable, 10 grand maybe. And that will go towards the upkeep of the podcast and to pay the executive producers mostly. And Margaret. I didn't know you were my boss. What? Oh yeah, sorry. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you can make a donation uh, you can make a contribution to the podcast. It is free, and we want it to be free. That's a good thing. So, uh, yeah. And um, I think that's everything. Have I said everything? Yeah, you can email the show as well as keithwalshpod at gmail.com or keithwalsh.watch at gmail.com. Either of those will work. Lovely spending time with you. Hope you enjoyed. I got to go and get some sleep and get up in time for the snow. And go sliding down the hills of the Curra. Oh, sliding down the hills of the Curra. This is what we did. Oh, too tired to make up a song on the spot. Good luck. I'm definitely going now. Okay, bye. See you. Take care. Love you. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Love you. Love you. I love you. I love you. What? Oh, Margaret, I was just... I was telling the listeners that I love them. Not you. I mean, I, I, I like you a lot, Margaret, but you're my boss. Margaret, stop it. Oh, oh, Margaret. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.